following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, January 28, 2024, on the basis of Luke 8, verses 26 through 39. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow partners in ministry, it's good to be here with you today. My name is Ethan Schultz. The students here call me tutor. I am a tutor at Luther Prep. What that means is I get to live in the dorms with them. Notice, <coughs> notice I said get to, not have to. I teach some religion courses. I coach some sports. But my favorite thing by far is that I get to encourage them to consider public ministry. I love talking about ministry, and that's what we're going to do this morning. A lesson from Luke chapter 8, in which Jesus casts out many demons. They sailed to the region of the Gerizines, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerizines asked Jesus to leave them, because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. This is God's word. You have to admit, I mean you have to admit, these pig farmers had a story to tell. You know what they witnessed? This mysterious boat, a, a man without clothes, screaming, and then there's an exorcism 
where a bunch of pigs are doing cannonballs into the lake. I mean, you have to admit, that's quite the story to tell. And these pig farmers, they told this story to the people in the town. And so if you're one of those pig farmers, I picture going something like this. As soon as you hear that last splash of the pig in the water, you are running. You are booking into the downtown, and you get there, you're waving your arms, you're trying to get people's attention, and people start gathering around you. But all they hear is pigs at the bottom of the lake. Come on, pig farmer, you had, you had one job. Watch those pigs. How in the world are they at the bottom of the lake? So the pig farmers, they have some explaining to do. They start the story from the very beginning. The pig farmers explain. Well, it started, it started last night. We were watching the pigs, and there was this huge storm over the lake. Thunder was rolling, waves crashing. We hardly slept. But then all of a sudden, that storm, it just stopped, disappeared. And we look out on the horizon, and there's this little fishing boat coming right towards us. There's a, there's a dozen or so guys in that boat, and they're bailing water. They must have been hit by that storm. But they land their boat on the shore right below us. And then, as soon as the first man steps his foot on the shore, Legion charges right at him. The townspeople knew the name Legion. They knew who Legion was, the man with many demons. They knew Legion, whose eyes didn't just look at you, but they looked through you. They knew those hands that could rip apart iron chains and beat men senseless. They knew Legion. And they knew the best place for him was out in the graveyard, out in the cemetery, away from the town. So the pig farmers, they continue their story. Legion, he charges right for him. We thought for sure Legion was going to beat them up, but he just stopped. He stopped and he fell at the knees of this one man from the boat. And this man from the boat, he's got guts. He didn't move a muscle. He didn't run away scared, but he just stood there. And it looked like he had a conversation with the man. But then Legion... Legion starts begging. Legion starts shrieking something awful, and that's when it happened. We were watching the pigs, but that's when it happened. The pigs, they started shrieking, they started convulsing, and they just ran right off the cliff. And that's when we came and told you. That's a story. The townspeople, they need to see this for themselves, so they walk on out to the lake, and they see where the pigs had been. They see in the grass. They can see the pigs were there. But they also see the trails that are headed right for the cliff. And as they get to the edge and they peek over the edge, it's a pretty gross sight. Hundreds of pigs rolling and the waves drowned. And as they look further down on the shore, they see that fishing boat. They see the dozen or so men. So the story checks out. It's not a crazy story. The, the story checks out. But there's this one detail that's missing. Where's Legion? Where's the man without clothes screaming his head off? The townspeople, they get closer, they go down to the boat. And then someone in the back of the crowd whispers, There he is. No, that, that's not Legion. <laughs> He's wearing clothes, that's, that's not Legion. They get closer. Sure enough, 
Legion. He's sitting on the shore. He's wearing clothes. And he's smiling. He's looking up at this man from the boat, and there's a smile on his face. But the townspeople, they don't, they don't seem to see that. They're, they're scared. They're worked up. They're freaked out. And they tell this man from the boat, get out of here. We don't want you here. We know what you did with the pigs. You need to leave. So the man from the boat turns and heads away. But Legion, he gets up from the shore. He grabs the man by the shoulder and he begs with him. He pleads with him, let me come with you. The man from the boat shakes his head and points him back to the townspeople. And then he gets on the boat with the rest of his men and they sail away. Legion is left there standing on the shore watching as this boat disappears on the horizon. In the crowd, the townspeople are still there not really sure what to do, what to say as Legion turns and faces them. But he does the talking. He says, look. Look. Look at what God has done for me. God has done this for me. He grabs his clothes. This. He smiles. God has done this for me. And the crowd stands frozen, looking at this man, smiling as tears roll down his face. So now this man has a story to tell. The man with many demons had a story to tell. The pig farmers, they had a story to tell. You have a story to tell. You might read this story and think, what do pigs and demons have to do with me and ministry? But you've got to look carefully. This morning, I want to point your eyes in three places. Three things to look at for your life and for ministry. Three things. Number one, this one's important. Number one, look up at your rescuer. In this story, we see Satan's power on full display. This man possessed by demons, he does some ugly things. He is so in the clutches of Satan, so very lost. It's a wake-up call for us, right? Satan is real, the devil is real, demons are real, and they're dangerous. Also a wake-up call for us that we were once lost. That sinful condition we were born with, we were in the clutches of Satan. We were oh so lost. We were in the graveyard of sin, dead as dead can be. That's why this morning I need you to put yourselves there. Put yourself on the shore and look up. Who is this man? Who is this man who sailed across the treacherous seas? Could only be one person. Jesus. Jesus stopped at nothing to rescue you. Jesus left heaven and came to earth to rescue you. He didn't let the devil's temptation stop him. He didn't look at your problems and run scared the other direction, but no, he looked down at you. And he loved you in a way that only Jesus can love. 
What he did is he took your evil. He took your filth. He took your wickedness, your shame, your embarrassment, the things that you've done in the shadows. He took all of those things. And he was exposed for the world to see as he hung on a cross. And as his body is taken down from that cross and carried to the tomb, the devil and his demons, they think they got him. They think this is the last that they're going to see of this Jesus guy. But not even death could stop Jesus from rescuing you. The Apostle Paul says it better than I can say it. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, Neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look up. That's your rescuer. That's Jesus. Number two, take a look at the boat. This man who had been possessed by many demons, undoubtedly, his eyes are on Jesus, his rescuer. But his eyes are also on that boat. He wants to get on that boat. The demons are gone. He has a new life ahead of him. He wants to get on that boat. He wants to go where Jesus is going and do this rescue work. Jesus, he has other plans for him, which we'll get to in just a moment. But freeze the story on this scene. Eyes on the boat. Take a look at the boat. Ask yourself, do you want to get on the boat? Do you want to do some fishing? And I'm not talking about that kind of fishing. Full-time gospel ministry. Does that excite you? Think about it. Does being a full-time student, a disciple, sitting at Jesus' feet, does that excite you? Consider the public ministry. Think about parents, sons and daughters of the congregation. Think about a high school like Luther Prep, where the number one priority is sitting at Jesus' feet, learning from Jesus. Whether you go to Luther Prep or not, think about a college in Minnesota, Martin Luther College, where you are trained specifically and thoroughly to do rescue work. Ministry as a teacher, as a pastor, as a staff minister. Think about it. I'll tell you, getting on that boat, saving souls with Jesus, it's an awesome ride. I'll tell you, it's awesome getting to work with young men and women like this. Can't you just see how much they love the gospel? They're here, they're they're good at singing, sure, but that's not why they're really here. They're here because they have something to sing about. I'll tell you, it's awesome to sail across the seas and do rescue work on foreign shores. Graduating MLC, I had the opportunity to be in Southeast Asia for a year. One of the best years of my life. I'll tell you, it's awesome. The tools that God gives us, the life-saving tools, the gospel and word and sacrament, they have the power over death, demons, and darkness. And so you find those people. 
that are lost, that are battling their demons, and you get to do rescue work. It's real. What does ministry look like? It means you are front row watching Jesus work. Watching Jesus defeat Satan. Watching Jesus rescue lost soul after lost soul after lost soul. So public ministry, think about it, consider it, pray about it. It's an awesome ride. Look up at your rescuer. Take a look at the boat. Number three, keep looking for one more. Keep looking for one more. Public ministry, maybe for you that ship has sailed, or maybe it's not for you, which is totally fine. That's good. Good news for this morning Jesus has called all of you to your own ministry, to telling people about Jesus. God has called every Christian to this ministry. Even men who had been possessed by demons, men who had terrorized the town, hated by the town. You think this guy in the graveyard without any clothes could come up with some excuses for why he shouldn't tell people about Jesus? He had every excuse. What are our excuses? What is, what is preventing us, hindering us from telling people about that man? That man from the boat who calms storms and drives out demons. Lord, not me. Too scared. Lord, not me. I don't know the Bible all that well. Can't be me. I'm not good at speaking. Lord, certainly not me. The skeletons that I have in my closet. But guess what? The guy in the graveyard has more excuses than you. Look at who he was. Look at his past. And that's the point, actually. Look at who he was. And look at who he is. That's why he has a story to tell. That's why you have a story to tell. Your story, the story you know better than anyone else on this earth, is an incredible story. Once I was this, but now I am this. Once I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see, because Jesus rescued me. Jesus found me. Jesus sailed across the seas for me. Jesus opened my eyes to see him standing there in the shores, my rescuer. That's your story. That is the only story you need. And so keep looking for one more person to tell that story. Because that's rescue work. One by one by one. Keep looking. Keep looking at your rescuer. And know that whether you are standing on the shore or getting on the boat or going back to your own town, you have an incredible rescue story to tell. God has done this for me. God has done this for you. Amen.